We are well underway here in the United States with the rollout of the COVID vaccine, and there have been some issues across a lot of states. There's not really one place to go to sign up for a vaccine. You sort of have to hunt for it. And in the absence of a centralized platform, lots of local governments are turning to private tools to help make appointments. Joining me today is Mia Sato, a reporter at the MIT Technology Review. Hey, Mia. Hi. So you work on something called the Pandemic Technology Project. What is that? (laughs) So we are a very small team at Tech Review, um, and we cover the intersection of COVID and technology, which it turns out is super broad and relevant in a lot of different ways. We've reported on things like vaccine rollout, contact tracing apps, vaccine passports, surveillance, all sorts of stuff. And a big focus of the project is around equity. Okay. And tell me about what you guys have been doing with Chicago. Sure. So I moved from Chicago to Brooklyn a week before lockdown started last year. So I've been following Chicago news pretty closely. Okay. And a few weeks ago, Chicago hit sort of an interesting milestone. They became the first city to work with ZocDoc to work on vaccine rollout programs. ZocDoc. ZocDoc. Yes. Uh, ZocDoc is this online platform that people can go on and schedule all sorts of healthcare appointments. So you can go on and look for a chiropractor. You can go on and look for a dentist. You can look for a PCP. And it's basically just a clearinghouse for thousands of different providers all under one user interface. It all looks the same. Yeah, it's, it's surprisingly, what, that's not how it used to work. You would have to go to individual places, call individual places to make different appointments. And so ZocDoc is sort of this like big, um, almost like a phone book for, for healthcare providers. So Chicago starts using ZocDoc. Why did they do that? Were they, Was Chicago having a lot of issues with its rollout and distribution? Yeah, it's the same as basically anywhere else in the country. I've seen the Chicago situation be described as the Hunger Games, right? People say it's super competitive, it's cutthroat, you're waiting up all night, refreshing dozens mm-hmm. of different pages, trying to find an open slot because there's there's not a lot of supply relative to demand. So Chicago, similar to other places in the country, is really going through it right now, trying to get their people vaccinated, but the user experience is just awful. Yeah, and so ZocDoc has helped, right? I mean, or tell me about, you know, is this a good example of a tech platform being used for good or um, have there been any issues? So it's important to think about the ZocDoc partnership as an element of the COVID vaccine rollout. I don't think anyone, you know, neither the city nor ZocDoc or the people trying to use ZocDoc to get an appointment, they shouldn't think of it as the solution to end the chaos because it's just not that. It's mm-hmm. it's trying to solve kind of a narrow problem, but one that has gotten a lot of media coverage recently, which is people saying this system that we have right now is just not working. It's not working for me to stay up all night trying to find an appointment for my 80-year-old parent. It's not working for me to try to rush onto this one site and crash it because me and 10,000 other people tried to scoop up the same, like, 10 appointments. So the ZocDoc announcement, you know, kind of had a lot of fanfare, but it's still not solving a key issue, which is that... A lot of the people who need the vaccine most, this does not really change anything for them. Hmm. I mean, it's an easier user interface, but you, you don't feel like it's this transformation in at least how Chicago is approaching the COVID rollout. 
Right. And it definitely is an improvement upon some of the systems that people were using or trying to use before. The typical way would be, you know, refreshing individual hospitals portals. Sure or calling, you know, over and over the city centers or something. So the ZocDoc system, it basically what it does is it has a selection of city appointments and it asks private providers to list a portion of their appointments on ZocDoc. So it has, I think the last, at last count, there were maybe like less than 10 providers enlisted on the ZocDoc system. And so, you know, a couple thousand appointments maybe a day. Um, So if you were looking at those five, let's say five providers and refreshing five windows every two seconds, then ZocDoc, it does solve that problem. You can just go to the ZocDoc page and look citywide at Chicago. But if you were looking somewhere else, or if you aren't a member of uh, these other, you know, these these private providers, or they're all too far for you, like this doesn't really solve anything until other providers then come on to the ZocDoc system. So what exactly for a city like Chicago would be the alternative? I mean, um, we're talking about a tech solution, right, which is a better user interface, you know, for physicians and uh, pharmacies that sign up for this, it seems like that could work. But like, what is the alternative if you're, you know, the director of public health in Chicago and you know, you point out that ZocDoc is not a cure-all. What else are kind of cities looking into as ways to roll out the vaccination efforts? Yeah, I think both cities and healthcare providers and healthcare workers understand that some of these rollout efforts, it can't be online just based on who you're trying to reach. There are a few alternatives that cities are doing or could do. One is a lot of, you know, this this very key, it it seems very obvious, but getting people offline and connecting them with vaccination services in places that aren't another website. So partnering with places of worship or grocery stores, right? Like someone literally in the grocery store trying to get people signed up, going door to door to register people, like mass texting efforts in certain neighborhoods. So lots of offline solutions. I spoke to a group of healthcare workers who have been advocating for this idea of a a weighted lottery system. Basically, you would have a big push to register everyone who wants a vaccine into some sort of central database run by the city or the state. So getting people's names, their birth dates, how you can contact them afterwards, and then what tier of vaccination they fall into. Then it's a simple lottery. The interesting thing with lotteries and where it becomes weighted is that If you are a city like Chicago who knows that it has serious health equity problems, that people of different races or incomes are getting different kind of care and different kind of access based on who they are, then over the lottery system, you can weight it so that people in certain zip codes or people in certain areas or neighborhoods then get basically first dibs. Chicago people will know what I'm talking about when I say dibs, but so like saying of the of the 10,000 appointments we have today, 5,000 of those we're only pulling from the people in this zip code. That's what the weighted lottery system actually is. And you can really tweak it so that the places where there has been, you know, the that have suffered the most losses, that have lo- literally lost the most lives could then you could give more vaccine to those areas. So Mia, Chicago is having some success with ZocDoc, but it's not uh, the panacea for all the problems. Um, What do you think other cities can learn uh, about what ZocDoc has solved and what it hasn't when it comes to their own rollout programs? What do you is the broader takeaway? 
I think the broader takeaway is that even though there is a focus right now on the absolutely nightmarish sign-up process, that these problems will persist even if we had better tech infrastructure, even if we had better sites that were more user-friendly or more accessible to people who need help accessing websites, like that is just the tip of the iceberg. So I think the takeaway really is that, yes, all of these user interfaces are awful, but fixing them really is sort of the first step. There's a lot of legwork. There's a lot of community organizing. There's a lot of outreach that is targeted and culturally competent and useful. And it, it goes so much farther than just um, creating another website that someone can, can access. You can find more of Mia's work at technologyreview.com. Uh, Mia, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. And one last thing before we go, this is Rico Daily's 100th episode. And there's one thing we're looking for. We want to hear from you guys about how it's going. Good, bad, spare, no feedback. We want to hear everything about how things are going here. So give us an email at recodedaily, R-E-C-O-D-E-D-A-I-L-Y, recodedaily at recode.net. Thanks.